Do you realize that your habits and ways of perceiving the world are influenced by the way you were raised and by the interactions you had with your family while you were in your younger years? You may be thinking right now, duh, that's obvious. Okay, well, you may not realize it, but the way you perceive and interact with the world and the way you live your life can be influenced not just by your parents, but by the generations before them. If you don't stop to reflect deeply on how your mindset has been affected by past generations, and you don't actively work on healing from childhood trauma, you too could end up passing down your own problems to future generations, essentially continuing the cycle over and over again. You gotta ask yourself, is that what you really want? I know I don't want to do that to my future generations. In this episode, I share some details about the crazy abusive family I come from, going all the way back to my great-grandmother who used to drown her children. Yeah, I'm not kidding. And make sure to listen until the very end of the episode where I challenge myself and offer you the same challenge. And while this challenge is not easy, I know that if we are determined to accomplish it, we will have a better future for ourselves and for generations to come. Enjoy the episode. You are listening to the streets of our lives. My name is Lena LaRue, a recovering, people-pleasing, overachieving perfectionist with a lot of repressed emotions from my past. I want to invite you on my journey to learning how one can emotionally and physically heal from difficult life experiences. The goal is to first recognize how our past experiences affect every aspect of our lives, our health, relationships, self-image, etc. Once we recognize how our past is affecting our lives, we can then decide to break free from its limiting hold it has had on us. We can learn how to break old limiting patterns of thinking and adopt other healing strategies so we can start living a guilt-free, healthy life where we can feel confident and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. If this sounds like exactly what you need, then keep on listening. None of the information you hear is meant to replace professional guidance. This podcast is meant for inspirational purposes only, and you are encouraged to seek out professional advice elsewhere. But when we talk about generational patterns, I had to look back at my dad's side of the family. So uh, in 2022, towards the beginning of 2022, I, I kind of, I finally realized that my father falls most likely into the category of narcissism. Although he has not been diagnosed, I would say that If he was, he would probably be diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. I finally realized what a narcissist is, and I finally realized that my father falls into this category, like I said at the beginning of 2022. That was a hard realization for me. It was really tough. I always felt like I, my father and I, we had this roller coaster relationship. That's the best way I can explain it. It always felt like the highs were really high, but the lows were really low. And it always felt like you're high one moment, then you're low the next. You're high one moment, you're low the next. And 
that's exhausting. You know, I go to an amusement park to go on a roller coaster. I don't want to have roller coasters in my relationships. So I realized my father falls into this narcissist category. And, you know, I started watching a lot of YouTube videos from psychologists that specialize in treating victims of narcissism, people who have experienced narcissistic emotional and physical abuse. And I learned a lot and I started to relate to many things. And it helped in a way. In a way, it helped because I could finally, like, put a name to it, put a name to what my father is. And it also helped to know that I was not the only one who was raised by a parent with this type of personality. It helped to know that I was not alone, but it also is kind of sad to know that there's so many people out there who have suffered from narcissistic abuse. So yeah, needless to say, after I found out about that in 2022, it was just kind of like, I kind of became obsessed with the topic of narcissism for a while. I think when you make a realization for something, you get all into it. You go all in and you learn as much as you can. You're trying to learn how to grow and heal from the abuse. You're trying to learn how to navigate that relationship now, trying to learn how to be stronger, which is all really hard. It's all really difficult. Anyway, because I started to learn the patterns of narcissism and, you know, there's kind of like different levels and different types of narcissists. They all usually have kind of similar traits, but I started to realize I think that this narcissistic personality disorder is more common than we realize, or at least in my father's side of the family. And I thought, maybe I'm just getting excited. Maybe I'm just assuming everyone's a narcissist, you know, because this is what I'm focusing on. So maybe I'm just assuming that everyone is. And it's like, no, I realize that there are a, a few in my dad's side of the family Specifically, I recognize narcissistic personality disorder traits in my grandmother, his mother. A couple of months was kind of responsible for my grandmother. Uh, she's got dementia and there's just certain things that she can't really do for herself. Different family members have taken care of her. And for a while, I had a lot of responsibilities for her. And even though she had dementia, like she was still very capable in many ways. Yeah, I just recognize things in my grandmother that I didn't before when I was a kid, right? Because I was a kid. I didn't know better. And I just, my mind started to like get blown. I was like, how crazy is it that my grandma seems to be a narcissist and so does my dad? I'm like, that can't be a coincidence. And what's ironic is my dad and his mom don't have a good relationship. My grandmother, from the stories that I've heard, not just from my father, but from other family members, other, other relatives, my grandmother was a very selfish, self-absorbed woman who cared so much about appearances and having fun in life, very irresponsible. And she had my father and my two uncles. And when they were quite young, she basically neglected and abandoned them to be taken care of by other family members while she went and had her own life with my grandfather. So they both basically abandoned their children. My grandmother and my grandfather abandoned my dad and my uncles. A lot of bad things happened to my dad and my uncles when they were young, when they were like preteens and teenagers. I'm not going to go into all those details because they are not necessarily mine to share. And I don't know all the truth if, if all of what I've heard is accurate or not, but Let's just say they went through a lot of bad things. A, a lot of bad things happened to them when they were young boys, one of which uh, was hunger. 
going hungry and not having a lot of money for food or clothing. You know, I, as far as I know, my grandmother never felt a shame or actually apologized to, to my dad and my uncles. She never actually apologized to her sons or really showed remorse for neglecting her children and for the things that they went through that I'm sure she, she heard about. And that's kind of a trait that my father has. He does not display a lot of remorse or shame or guilt for things that maybe he has done to me or to others. Uh, another trait that they have in common is um, they can be kind of explosive. And like if somebody doesn't agree with them or kind of questions them, they get extremely like loud and emotional and and like combative to try to make the other people try to force the other people to agree and see their their way anyway i went through a lot with my dad growing up i mean any child who's who has a parent who falls in the narcissist category they're going to suffer it just is what it is it's a fact of the matter they are going to suffer so i suffered i never felt good enough i never felt like anything i really did or said was perfect or acceptable. I was always trying to be more, more, more for my dad. But as I now know, narcissists are never really satisfied with anyone or anything. So now it makes sense. But as a kid, like, you know, typically your parents, like they're there, they're the ones you look up to. They're like your heroes. And if the person you look up to, your hero, doesn't seem satisfied with what you do, it kind of crushes you. And, you know, that leads you to have low self-esteem, no self-confidence, you become a validation-seeking people pleaser, self-critical, you know, you get it, all the things. <laughs> I also felt like my father was a liar, which is another trait of narcissism. So again, now I'm not surprised. But when I was younger, I would get like internally like so confused and frustrated, like why my father lied all the time straight to my face about things that I knew, things that like I knew the truth about, things that I witness for myself. And then he would lie to me in my face about it. The point is, I saw a lot of the similar traits in my dad and in my grandmother. And I also learned that with narcissists, it's like, are they born or are they made? Ugh. I don't know if I can answer that. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not somebody who has studied this long enough. But let's just say that from what I've learned from what ther the therapists and psychologists say online is that typically someone becomes a narcissist in two ways. One person on one extreme, it's usually someone who is like neglected or abandoned when they were young, like my dad. Someone who was neglected and abandoned did not feel like they were loved. And so they in turn can basically like not trust people. Maybe on the inside, they feel like they don't deserve love. And so that's why they're so combative and abrasive and unloving themselves. So typically it's someone, it's a child who was not seen, who felt very abandoned. I'm not saying that all children who are abandoned or felt unseen become narcissists. No, we know that is not the case. But typically in the patterns that psychologists see is that many narcissists were abandoned and neglected when they were young. On the other hand, there's kind of like another extreme where people who become narcissists are typically children who are kind of spoiled by their parents growing up. In, and when I say spoiled, I mean like they're not, they're not necessarily made to learn or deal with the consequences of their actions. Their parents may bail them out all the time. 
the kid gets in trouble, the parent takes on the responsibility or they don't make the child learn. Maybe they don't like teach them their lessons. And so that child becomes like very entitled and thinks that everyone like maybe owes them and that they shouldn't have to work hard for things. They shouldn't have to apologize for things because their parents never like made them learn their lessons. So you have one extreme of children who are like neglected and abandoned and not given any attention or love. And then you have the other extreme where they become entitled. So typically those are the kind of, those are similarities behind the history of narcissists. Okay. So again, I'm not a psychologist here, so don't take me to court. I guess I should have put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. Don't take this as medical or legal or mental health advice, whatever. Okay, fine. I said it. (laughs) And something else that I learned too is like, it's actually not a surprise if there's like multiple narcissists in a family. And so it kind of just made sense. I'll be honest, like when I found out my dad was a narcissist and like I could finally put a name to things, I at the time felt like this is what my dad did to me. He's a narcissist and these people do this to the ones they love. How dare he? Shame on him. He treated me so badly. He's lied to me so much. It's this roller coaster that I never wanted to be on. I never bought a ticket to this thing and I don't want to be on this roller coaster. I, I would talk to myself and ruminate about all about so many things in my past, about the way that I felt around my dad and And I felt like, wow, I tried so hard to please this man who himself hasn't even really like tried that hard. I don't know how to explain it, but just, you know, he had all these high expectations of me and everyone else, but yet he couldn't have those high expectations of himself. I just, I got mad. I got frustrated. I got sad. I got disappointed. I I felt like so much of my childhood and young adulthood was just wasted. I I also got angry because I thought he molded me into this people-pleasing, validation-seeking person that now I'm not just like that with my father. I'm like that with so many other people. I've let many other people walk all over me in my life because I adapted that way of being from him. And it has essentially affected so many of my decisions in life. All, some of the stupid decisions I made, I was a, I was like thinking and like connecting it back to how my dad treated me as a narcissist. And so just I was in this place where I was just blaming and upset and frustrated and disappointed and sad and depressed. It was just this big mix of emotions, which I know I'm not alone in feeling that. And I know there's going to be someone listening here that can relate. So I went from like just blaming my dad to, you know, learning a little bit more (laughs) and growing up, maturing. This year, 2023, I've started to, I've been working on myself mentally. Let's just put it that way. I had a really rough start to to this year, 2023. Let's just put it that way. If I may share more about specifics later, but for now, let's just say I've had a rough year and thankfully the difficulty at the beginning of the year Open my eyes to the fact that I need to heal. I need to heal physically, but more important, I need to heal mentally. I've been working on myself. I've um, been seeking help. So something that I'm that I've been realizing this year, I'm not really playing the whole much of the blame game thing on my father anymore. 
don't get me wrong, it still hurts. Don't get me wrong, I still have some anger there left over and, and frustration and sadness, of course, that I'm working on. But I'm not really doing the blame game with him. But I do recognize that there are times that I blamed my grandmother because I said, well, obviously, he, my dad's this way because of his mom, right? He was neglected and abandoned. And then the way she is, she's a narcissist, never even apologized to her sons for what she did. Of course, my dad turned out the way he did. Look at the kind of mother he had. So for some time, I was also starting to blame my grandmother and have resentment towards her, which was hard because, you know, she's an old lady. She's got dementia. So there's a part of me that feels bad for her just in that way. But I started blaming her for my dad's problems. I started resenting her and just thinking, you know, it's her fault. The, my dad is the way he is. It's her fault. But I'm now at this place where I realize that, you know what, maybe it's not necessarily my dad to blame for my problems, my grandmother to blame for his. So I've heard some stories in the recent past, stories about how my grandmother was raised by her mother, my great grandma. Apparently, and this comes from different accounts from a few different people, from a few different children of hers, so from some of my great aunts and uncles. Apparently, my great-grandmother was nuts. She was crazy. I don't know what she would have been diagnosed with, but apparently she was abusive to all of her kids. So specifically with my great-grandmother, some specific stories that I've heard from multiple people is that when she would get angry at her kids and want to punish them, Sometimes she would take a rope and hang them from a tree, hang them from their neck from a tree. And before they died, she would release the rope. Yeah. And another nuts, crazy thing she would do to her kids to punish them. She would stick them, stick their faces in like a bucket of water. And before they died from drowning, she would, re she would take them up and release them. That was my great-grandma, my grandmother's mom. You are listening to The Streets of Our Lives with Lena LaRue. In order to stay accountable to improving your overall well-being, you need systems in place to help you stay focused on your intentions. A simple and affordable system you can implement is tracking your day-to-day -day habits and actions in a journal. Lucky for you, I have a collection of journals that I have created to help you do just that. My 90-day wellness journals are meant to help you keep track of your day. Each day, you will be able to track the following. Your food and supplement intake, your physical activity or self-care practices, your physical symptoms, and your emotions and feelings. You also have a section to set your daily intentions at the beginning of the day, as well as a section at the end of the day to reflect on your challenges and successes and what you are grateful for. These journals are great for those who are keeping track of their mood and emotions, for those who have specific weight goals, for those who are recovering post-surgery or injury, for those who are preparing for an athletic competition, and for anyone who simply just wants to keep track of their overall well-being. You can purchase these journals online at Amazon. I will make sure to put a link in the show notes so you can get one of these journals for yourself or for a loved one. Now, let's get back to the show. Stepping back and seeing the bigger picture, looking at all of this now, it's like, wow, no wonder my grandmother turned out the way she did. Look at her mom. 
my grandmother was abused and like just no wonder no wonder my grandma turned out this way and then no wonder my dad turned out the way he did and it makes me wonder okay if my great grandmother was abusing her children by hanging them on trees and almost drowning them where did she learn that what was her childhood like how far back does this go <laughs> unfortunately i won't know that but it's not the end of the world it's it is what it is and I, then i look at myself and i think okay lena you come from generations of abuse of abusive people toxic people neglectful people whatever you want to call it are you going to continue this pattern so i'm going to tell you something here a lot of people know this about me it's not really a secret ever since i was like in middle school i have always proclaimed that i never wanted to have children never wanted to have children and i believe it's for many different reasons one of them is you know i helped take care of two younger half siblings with autism seeing my two younger half siblings on the autism spectrum that was really rough and it scared me from wanting to have kids not saying i wouldn't love a kid if they you know had autism or some sort of disability right but it would make life harder cuz i lived that and i think another reason i didn't want to have kids is because i think there's a part of me that is afraid to continue this cycle and i'm afraid that i will be an abusive or neglectful toxic type of person type of parent to to my future children and i don't want a future child to go through what i did and i think i'm afraid of that i'm afraid that i will continue the patterns and i'm going to be honest here and tell you that i have my moments where i do or say things and then later on i reflect and think wow that kind of acted like my dad right there that's not healthy that's not ideal that is not the kind of person i want to be and you know i realize my dad has so much repressed undealt with trauma from his past my grandma has so much undealt trauma from her past and it just keeps on going down passing down from generation to generation and now that i realize that these unresolved traumas can be passed from one generation to the next i have decided that whether i have kids or not i don't want to leave undealt with traumas unresolved conflicts in my life especially if i decide to have children or if i decide and i'm able to adopt whether the child is my biological child or an adopted child i do not want to continue this cycle i must break this cycle of abuse so that means it must start with me dealing with the abuse and the trauma that i have gone through and being honest about it reflecting analyzing working on myself being the parent that i've always needed being the parent that i didn't have myself getting rid of blame because something that i see in my dad is he still blames his mom for when he was a little boy and i think that's something else that's keeping him stuck keeping him imprisoned in this narcissist personality i don't want to blame my father or my grandmother or my great grandmother forever 
I want to recognize the truth and accept it, be there for myself, become a stronger person for myself, continue to heal and move on and not pass that down to the next generation. I'm saying this here now, saying it loud to hold myself accountable. I know it's not going to be easy. I know I'm going to mess up, but I don't believe that this has to keep going on. I don't believe that another kid has to go through pain and suffering and then their kid has to go through pain and suffering and then their kid, you know, my great, great grandchildren don't need to be going through the things that their generations before them went through. We can create generations of healthier people, people who can regulate their emotions, people who can be confident in feeling their feelings and not hold it in and repress it or feel like they need to seek validation from others. It is possible, I think, to have healthy future generations. So I ask you, what undealt with, unresolved conflicts and trauma do you have? And do you see patterns in your parents and maybe your grandparents? Are you going to just continue to play the blame game and just to feel self-pity? Or are you going to recognize what already happened, learn from it, learn how to be there for yourself, how to regulate your own emotions, and to take responsibility and decide today that you're not going to continue that and pass that on to the next generation. Because if you do, then guess who's going to be blamed then? You. And then it'll just keep going on and on and on. So I invite you to analyze, to recognize, to reflect, to admit, to learn, to grow, and to take responsibility for yourself. So that way we can break this cycle, these generational patterns, and have a healthier future. I really hope that today's episode gave you something to think about gave you a new perspective. I hope it challenged you in a healthy way. If you can relate to some of the things I talked about, just know you're not alone. Feel free to reach out to me, okay? I'm going to make sure that my contact information is in the description. Make sure if you're enjoying the streets of our lives that you subscribe to the podcast, maybe give it a rating or a review and share this with someone who can benefit from it. And if you would like to support this podcast so you can see future episodes and you want to support the work that I do here, you can also check out the description for ways to to support the show. This is Lena LaRue. I'll see you on the streets.